and welcome to episode 8 of Life Wives for Life, a conversational podcast where three best friends talk about life and stuff and their fish. Yay! Yay! Hello everybody, welcome as Nicole said to episode 8. My name is Sarah and I'm sitting in a forest. My name is Lindsay and I'm sitting by the ocean. My name is Nicole and I'm sitting on a couch. <laughs> And yet we're all, all together, together in the same place. Magical. Magic. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about one of our sort of group traditions, activities. Awesome inventions. Awesome inventions. Yes, that is the word for it. Awesome inventions. <laughs> um, we've also got a Canada segment for you. We've got a Where in the World is Captain Charlie segment for you. And we're going to be making some recommendations to you and to each other, a.k.a. forcing each other to read or watch something. Yay! <laughs> so, up first, Nicole, do you want to talk about our awesome invention? Yes! So we actually have many awesome inventions, but That's the one true. that we want to focus on today is kind of a gambling-slash-betting system <laughs> that we put together Sounds really because we're racketeers! Ta-da! That's the secret of the life wives for life. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, ultimately, the three of us have various goals for ourselves, um, and that can encompass anything from health goals. I have a continuous goal for like the last decade of my life to learn to like vegetables, and I've been fairly successful in that through the help of my life wives and also my fiance. Um, and some other people along the way who have like literally force fed me vegetables. I'm looking at you, Paula. All she wanted for her birthday one year was for me to eat. So anyway, um, and also to exercise more and to do sorts of things. So we have all these goals for ourselves. And well, speaking for myself, willpower is not my natural superpower. No, I quite enjoy being lazy. Yeah. And I also really enjoy, like, just thoroughly to, like, the depths of my heart, all the food that is bad for you. Mm -hmm. And I just don't really care some of the time yeah, that it's bad too. for you. I just want it, and I like it, and it's fantastic, and it gives me great satisfaction. So when that is my, like, natural state of being, I don't like vegetables, <laughs> I enjoy and crave all of the foods that are not good for me, and I really like being lazy. It can be hard to stay healthy. And when you have a wedding that you are prepping for, and you want to look and feel exactly the way, well, you want to look exactly the way that you feel mm -hmm. on your wedding, which is it's your happiest day, and I'm so excited to get married. Um, naturally, you want to, you know, potentially try and up the ante a little bit when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. So in December, since my two life wives here are two of the members of my wedding party, as well as my maid of honor and one of my bridesmaids, we started talking about like a bridesmaid or a bride boot camp style mm -hmm. thing for working out and that never really panned out. But instead what we came up with was that we would kind of hold each other accountable to whatever our health and fitness goals, that's how it started, were to be for a certain week. 
And so we would text each other like, this is what I want to do this week. I want to do 50 sit-ups a day and I want to eat salad for lunch every day. And if I don't, and this is the important part, if I don't do whatever this goal is that I set for myself. So it's not like Sarah is setting Lindsay's goals and Lindsay's setting no. mine and I'm hitting Sarah's. That would Sarah's. never work. No, it would definitely not. <laughs> Uh, we set our own goals and then we use our life wives as our accountability partners. But if we don't meet our goals, we owe the pot, this is where the gambling mm-hmm. comes in, um, $10 a day yep. per thing that mm-hmm. we did not accomplish. And we settled on $10 because it is an amount of money that it, you don't really want to give up. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was a dollar, I would never do it. <laughs> I would just, yeah, here, take my damn dollar. Um, But it's also not so much money that to owe it feels like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If it was $20, I would probably burst into tears. Yeah. Every time I couldn't do my sit-ups and be like, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or even worse than that, I would be tempted to lie, which I don't want to lie to my life-wise. Exactly. So $10 was like a really good level of commitment so we started by just doing this by text and then i wanted to i think i was system mm-hmm. was of keeping each other on track that we had come up with yeah. i never remember the things that i do <laughs> um anyway we ended up in hashtag terms hashtag ffw yep, yep. yep. um it's been i would say relatively successful yeah because i have been decently healthy and how do you guys feel about your FFWs? I feel really good about it. It not only inspires me on that day, which can be really hard for me because I have an hour-long commute mm-hmm. home, which is a great time to de-stress and um, think about what is going to be done that day, but it's also a great time to take a nap. <laughs> um, so there's a, so many times where, especially at the end of that, I'm on the train, so I'm waiting for the bus, and sometimes that's like 30 yeah. seconds, and sometimes it's 15 minutes. And you're just standing there, and it's raining, and you're tired, and you're just like, all I want to do is go home and get on my couch and do literally nothing, even though it's 3.30 in the afternoon. So a lot of that is really good for FFW, so I can, even if I do go home, be like, okay, I have an hour, and then I have to do this, because it's $10. Yeah. And whatever. Um, and it's not actually that hard, and I know from experience that once I start doing it, do it. Yeah. It's totally And you fine. feel better. You feel better. It's and just the getting to yeah. that point. And I definitely, a lot of the times, will do more than my FFW because I've started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this feels awesome. I'm just going to keep going and do whatever amount of sit-ups or whatever it might be. It's also a great way, I find, on like a Sunday afternoon to look at your week ahead mm-hmm. and make an exercise plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have something on this day and something else on this day, but these three days... I have nothing, so I can go for a run. Yeah. Um, or like two out of the three days, I will say that I will run. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way of covering things and having a backup day of like, I had a horrible day, I got stuck at work, I don't feel great, or whatever, but yeah. it's still going for a run. And then the other day is having something, even if it's small, like we've done like really small things, yeah. like 20 sit-ups or something like that. It's just something. It's doing something to hold ourselves accountable for. And also... With the vegetables. Yeah. I think for me, the, like, one that I've been the most consistent on is, like, I eat 
six to eight servings of vegetables every day yeah. because of FFW, um, which I think has made a big difference in my diet of what I'm eating. Not like diet, like on a diet, but just like in general, my diet. Um, I, I need to do what Lindsay does, which is like setting a goal on Sunday for the week mm-hmm. and like looking at my week. Cause I'm really bad about like not setting a goal. Like I have one in my head, but I don't send it out. So, um, like, I know that I'm going to do it, but then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to run four times this week. What was I thinking? Yeah. It's so, good, like, yeah. reassessing every week. Yeah. And it's a good way to look at yeah. the other things you have going on that week as yeah. well. Like, like, okay, oh, yeah, I have, this is a really busy week for me, actually. I have three things I have to do in the evenings. How am I going to fit in everything else that I have to do, not just working out, but yeah. also other things? And it's a good meal planner as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's going and then really well. we've occasionally used it for other things, like I was really behind on editing podcasts, so I'm like, uh, part of my FFW this week is editing a freaking podcast. <laughs> and yeah, I've definitely done that too, like making sure I get whatever up on whatever social media or... Do I have used it for various wedding planning things, yep. like this week I have to get this done. Yep. Um, and it's just been... It's been great to kind of, like, share... Like, we would probably would share these sorts of things with each other anyway, but it's nice to, like, connect week by week about what that is. And... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's funny, because, like, I... If I'm being super, super honest... This is a deep moment. I have not lost the weight that I, deep in my internal insecure brain, wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I got engaged in November, be like, I'm going to be super happy if I lose X amount of pounds by the time I get married. I'm la la la. I haven't even come close, but life happens and that's something that we all accept. And at the end of the day, I feel awesome Mm -hmm. and I feel healthier than I did in November, regardless of whether or not I've lost whatever stupid amount of pounds I had in my head as something I wanted to do. Um, And I am better for our FFWs, just in terms of I actually do want to eat salads for lunch. That doesn't mean that I don't want to eat a giant bowl of pasta for dinner. That's fine, but at least I am getting the vegetables that my body needs to be healthy. And Primarily, um, you guys have inspired me to run, and now I actually like really like running, which mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought I would like. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely helped because with, with the wedding, and then also then FFW came shortly after that. Mm-hmm. I definitely started looking at things, not necessarily going on a diet, yeah, but changing some of the things, and like some of them were bigger things that I just decided to do myself, but some of them were simple things like starting to have drink more smoothies and switching yeah. to natural peanut butter just in my smoothies. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. I don't have to give up delicious, delicious peanut butter. Yeah. But putting peanut butter in your smoothies, why not put the natural one in it? Yeah. It's not, you're not going to tell the difference then. Um, and stuff like that. And also doing more workouts, especially because of our really sad winter. Yeah. Um, not only because it was cold, but I couldn't run. By the yeah. time I got home, because I can't run in the mornings, but I can't run at night because it would be dark. And also icy. And icy. And snow. And snowy. Um, Which is not normal for Vancouver. No. Yeah. So I had to do something else at home. So I found myself a fitness app to record mm-hmm. points, which I really like. It gives me a great goal for the day and for the week and whatever. But it's also because of that and because of you guys, I was inspired to look up 
workout apps mm. to give me something to do every day. And again, yeah. I haven't, well, actually, I don't know how much weight I've lost because I don't have the balance. Scale! <laughs> That's my... Lindsay works at a science lab. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can definitely feel my muscles changing. Yeah. Um, and that makes me really proud. Like, yeah, the weight is the weight, but I'm like, my arms look awesome. Yeah. yeah. So... And like, functional fitness kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, also like, true. Like, it's definitely... Yeah. And yeah, so I feel good about myself every day. And one of the last texts we send to each other at night, usually, is that we achieved our FFW for yeah. the day. So it's a great way to end the day be like look at us we were awesome today yeah 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 and my thing with the vegetables has been like if i'm having to eat eight servings of vegetables in a day that doesn't leave a lot of room for other food in Mm -hmm. terms of like being full (laughs) yeah like i haven't said i can't eat anything yeah Yeah. but if i'm saying that i have to eat eight servings of vegetables and i clearly need some protein (laughs) like yeah (laughs) there's no room for like a chocolate bar because i'm full like yeah yeah. yeah, and that's definitely, that's always been the way I've kind of looked at eating yeah. healthy is not saying no to things because but then it just ends up. Adding, yeah. but like, yeah, adding healthy things rather than taking away unhealthy things. Yes, and I think that's a huge part of FFW. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I eat Doing, so yeah, it's like active, like positive actions rather than restricting yeah. Yeah. things. Exactly. Like, I, if I eat a salad every night for dinner, if I have a half a chocolate bar after that, then it's fine because I ate a salad and I ate eight servings of vegetables, mm-hmm. so it's better. Mm-hmm. I ate some chocolate because mm-hmm. sometimes you eat chocolate. Sometimes you do. But mm-hmm. all I ate the rest of the day was vegetables yeah. and protein. So there you go. It's much better than if I had two chocolate bars. Two chocolate bars, <laughs> or if I had some ridiculous meal that was just mm-hmm. whatever pasta and cheese and yeah. cream sauce or something, and then a chocolate bar. So yeah. And then the other sort of like side benefits to FFW is that we do understand that sometimes we don't meet whatever our goals were. We do not accomplish our daily FFWs. So we do owe to the pot $10 and we found some like really fantastic charities to donate this money to. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay has been our pot keeper. Um, So can you give like an estimate of, Oh, it's been quite a lot. We actually owe a lot of money into it right now. It's been a bad couple of weeks. There's been a lot going on. Um, But probably since we like actively, because at the very beginning when it was just you and me, which was only a couple of weeks, we were just giving the money to ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we told Sarah about it and Sarah's like, why don't we give it to charity? And we're like, Sarah, you're so wise. (laughs) It's because your friend's a Hufflepuff. That's not true. (laughs) It's because she's a Ravenclaw. (laughs) It was getting more complicated Mm -hmm. with three people, like who gets the money, what money, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we started a pot. And I don't even know, but it's probably at least two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred dollars we've been giving to charity. Um, at the beginning, I don't remember what we did. The firemen, or no, the vets one. Well, yeah, that we started that in, um, I think February, April, after, February, March, after we listened to, um, I think one of the Western podcasts when we were talking about vets, yeah, veterans, yes, not, not veterinarians. veterinarians. But um, it does tie to veterinarians. Yes, because so I was looking and I was like, oh, that's a great charity, but I'm Canadian. And I was like, I would like to help our vets as well. It's not just an American only issue. Um, so I was looking at our vets and Wounded Warriors came up and I discovered that Wounded Warriors has a sub charity that is um, helping veterans 
have dogs. Yeah. <laughs> to help them with their stuff. Giving them puppies. Yeah. So I knew that that was the charity for us because Nicole... Puppies! Makes that noise all the time. Um, it's really bad when we're driving together and yeah. I'm the one driving. Like, puppy! <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we've also done other ones, uh, timely ones. We had my sister and our friend were running for various things yeah. in May. Cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis and, and Easter seals. Yeah. Um, I think there was another one at some point that we did for somebody else that was timely and yeah. whatever. Yeah. And but we're definitely going to keep going with that as well. Like. Whatever. It's just, yeah. If we hear about something, then we're like, oh, let's use the FFW money this month for that. And I usually <laughs> wait till we have like $60, $70, so like, yeah. it makes a decent it. contribution. Yeah. yeah. And it's worth the um, going through and making the donation and the charge off my visa. <laughs> because then I get cash, and I don't have to go to the cash machine, so bonus. <laughs> um, also, then way. I don't have to have cash to donate into the FFW yeah. pot. I just keep a tab, and then it comes out. <laughs> it's very handy. Anyway, so yeah, we've probably donated a good chunk of money this year, and it's always a weird, make you feel good thing. We're like, hey guys, we donated seventy dollars to yeah. Wounded Warriors this month because we sucked at working out, <laughs> but still puppies. So yeah. yeah, everybody wins, or somebody wins. Yeah. I don't know. And we should note that like sometimes we've done like I'm doing a ten dollar FW for this and a ten dollar FW yeah. for that in yeah. the same week. In so that's why there's there's yeah more money. More than money. It. Yeah. Seems it's like, like it's not just we are terrible. Yeah. And so yeah. often like sometimes it's ten dollars for the week. Or yeah. sometimes uh, if I don't do this a day this yeah. week. Uh, or sometimes it's yeah, very specific things. Mm-hmm. Because depending on how we're feeling that week. Um but yeah, yeah. it's going really well and I'm I for one will continue after the wedding. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, because why stop? Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, it's awesome. excellent. So yeah, highly recommended. Um, what's up next? Oh, next we have Canadian segment. Yay! Yay! So sort of on the flip side of <laughs> W's, uh, since we've been talking about being really, really healthy, uh, we wanted to share sort of a traditional favorite Canadian unhealthy treat. Mm-hmm. So who here has heard of and enjoyed a beaver tail Me. before. My hands raised. You can't tell. <laughs> yes. So beaver tails are a Canadian treat. And for any of our American listeners or listeners out and about in other places, out and about, um, <laughs> since this is the Canadian segment, they are basically the same thing as elephant ears that you find in mm-hmm. the United States. Uh, or if you're unfamiliar with that, think mini donuts, but squished mm-hmm. together to form one giant mini donut flat. style flat pastry um, that looks like a beaver tail. Hence the name. They are a fried dough style delicious treat. Mm-hmm. That uh, traditionally comes dipped in cinnamon and sugar, but the people who own the copyright for the actual name Beaver Tail and who run the little Beaver Tail huts all over Canada, and in fact in other random countries, as Wikipedia is telling me, you can find Beaver Tails in the United States, in South Korea, in Japan, and in Dubai, as well as spread throughout Canada. 
There's a Tim Hortons in, <coughs> in Dubai or something, yeah. isn't there? There's, yeah. yeah, because there's lots of Canadian expats in kind of all of those places. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why. Important to know, though, when you were in the province of Quebec, they're not called beaver tails, they're mm-hmm. called Coeur de Castor. Is that beaver tail in French? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. I knew that. <laughs> French lesson for the day. Que means tail, castor means beaver. Yeah. Que de castor is a beaver's tail because Very sometimes similar. French reverses things. The Latin of beaver also. Yeah. The Latin name. Castor? Yeah. Eh. Something with caster or something. It's fun. Yeah. So they're really, really delicious, and the Beaver Tails Company has invented just some fantastic additional flavors mm. for beaver tails. Um, since they first started in Killaloo, Ontario in 1978. So they've been making beaver tails for quite some time. It turns out that uh, the family recipe for beaver tails came from Grant and Pam Hooker. <laughs> Um, maturity. Oh, good <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Who first sold beaver tails at a community craft fair in Killaloo, Ontario in 1978. And they were so popular that Pam and Grant decided to start their own company two years later. It's like how Noodle Box got started. Yeah. Um, so they are now super, super popular and they have over 119 different locations in those five countries. And, uh, Sarah, Mm. what is your favorite flavor of beaver tail? Uh, I'm really boring and I like just straight up cinnamon and sugar. Straight up, straight up cinnamon and sugar. That's okay. That's the traditional way. Yeah. Lots of other ones have Nutella and blah. I know. I'm an anti-Nutella. Um... (laughs) I find I like the chocolate ones, but they're pretty sweet. So I think the uh, savory one, the garlic mm, and cheese. Yeah, that it has like garlic butter on it. Yeah, and cheese, mozzarella oh, cheese. Oh man, that was good. Yeah, that's cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. cheese on a fried pastry dough oh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really enjoy the traditional and the savory garlic cheese bread style one. Uh, although our closest beaver tail location is up on Grouse Mountain, and they are not allowed to serve the savory ones because it competes theoretically uh, yeah. with the they did. yes the with the restaurant. But they do still serve the sweet ones, which is exciting. Um, so if I'm up on Grouse Mountain and I want a beaver tail, I will probably nine times out of ten go for your choice, Sarah, the traditional cinnamon sugar. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I'm like, I deserve treat damn it and apparently the cinnamon sugar isn't enough <laughs> so they have a Reese's Pieces beaver t- <laughs> that is covered in peanut butter with chocolate syrup swirled over top of the peanut butter and then with the Reese's Pieces candies looking like M&M's but being way better um it's like sprinkled on top nice yeah it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's- so good and it's warm and the peanut butter is all melty and uh yeah there was a time when the three of us were no the two of us were in halifax Halifax. Lindsay and i were in halifax and uh i had that same beaver tail on the harbor in halifax picture of that one we'll put it up there we go and it was the first time i'd ever had the reese's pieces 
Beaver Tail, and it was life changing. <laughs> it was real good. <laughs> it was a real good time. So yeah, Beaver Tails are very Canadian, both because they started in Canada and they're named after our national animal. Yay! Yay, beavers! It's our official national. It is our official national. What animal. is the moose then? Just. Just an animal. Just a second runner-up. Yeah. The silver medal of national animals. Yeah. Of <laughs> well, I don't think the moose is too sad about it. No. He's just no. being a moose. Plus, he gets to be on the quarter. Yeah. Which is way better than the nickel. Yeah. So. Through back. Yeah. Through back. All right. Lindsay, you have this week's Where in the World is Jar- Captain Charlie? Well, this is actually a flashback. Where in the World was Captain Charlie? And we've talked about Charlie in the past and how he started as a lieutenant and then lieutenant. lieutenant, first lieutenant, um, and how he became a captain. And he became a captain on our trip that we like to call the, the best, best trip, trip ever. ever. Which was, I don't, like, it's, it's weird to me how we all got three weeks off. And it had, was in November. And had the money. We saved for a long time. We, we did. We time. saved that for a couple of years. Take out food. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was sad, but like pre FFW, but like kind of the. But we were also still going to the bar. Yeah, but it was the time. The bar was cheap. The bar was cheap. Helps when you know the owner. That's a story for later. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, we managed to get three weeks off. Mm -hmm. We left on the night of Halloween, Mm -hmm. and we went to the Galapagos. Well, we flew to Quito. We had some adventures in Quito, including getting sunburnt and. Buying um, sunscreen, a terrifying place yeah. that only spoke Spanish. And, and Spanish real fast. Real yeah. fast Spanish. Uh, <laughs> um, but we did the splits over yeah, the, the equator. equator. That was really cool. That was really cool. Because we were half in the northern hemisphere yeah. and half in the southern <laughs> hemisphere. And it was awesome. We went to <clears throat> these hot springs, which were really oh, awesome. They were so good. Quito, in case you're wondering, is in Ecuador, which yes. is also where the Galapagos Islands are. And, and it's on the equator. And yeah. It's Ecuador. Yeah. And we, they had a lot of room service that was not expensive. And good. Good room service. It was service. like really good Alfredo spaghetti. Yeah. Which was a weird pasta to have with Alfredo, but it still worked. Yeah. And I distinctly remember ordering room service and watching um, Star Wars. In Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> was it, which stuff was it? I, I think it was A New Hope. Yeah, I think we yeah. watched a New Hope in Spanish, and then we watched Attack of the Clones in English, yeah. which New Hope was still better. <laughs> it's still better in <laughs> Spanish, Spanish than New Hope is in English. <laughs> or sorry, than uh, Attack of the Clones is in English. Although I would like to know what it said, it gets everywhere, is in Spanish. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was a tangent. So we were in Ecuador, in Quito for a couple of days, and then we flew to the Galapagos, which we were incredibly excited about because you guys were giant nerds. And just and as yeah. biolog- like Galapagos is biologist heaven. Yes, it's yes. where everybody wants to go. It's what everybody wants to do. Darwin, Darwin, and all of the animals, just Darwin's animals, and all of the other ones that are only there, mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. Um, but the best part, we were talking like maybe a week before. We're like, oh, we're so excited. We're so excited to learn because we're nerds, and we're like, I really hope. We have a good naturalist on our boat, um, one who actually knows things and can tell us new things. Because we were doing a liveaboard for, I think it was 11 days, yeah, like 10 nights and 11 days, liveaboard uh, cruise ship. Yeah. Well, like tiny, tiny. there's only like room for 16 of us 16 on the boat, 16 yeah. passengers, and I think there was six crew. Yeah. Um, 
And so one of the crew was a naturalist who would guide us around. And the Galapagos incredibly well managed Mm -hmm. protected area um not just in terms of how they manage the ecology of the area and protecting the ecology but also the culture and traditions of the area the only people who are allowed to be naturalists or guides on any company's ship or other tour vehicle in the galapagos are galapagonians not People from Ecuador, people specifically descendant from the Galapagos Islands yes. in Ecuador. But we should know that was 2012. Yes. I have no idea what's happened since. since. But at the time, in 2012. And this is um, because, so there can be other guides, like if you were on a big ship, you could have other guides, but you also have to be accompanied by a national park ranger guide, basically, yeah. who has to be Galapagonian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't know that actually before yeah, we went, we, we were just there. talking about naturalists. We really hope we learn. And then one of us was like, it'd be really awesome if he was hot. And we're like, ah, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Yeah, we're not going to get all of that. We're not yeah, going to get a super knowledgeable, super personable, super hot yeah. naturalist. So then <laughs> we land in the Galapagos airport, which by the way, is covered in finches. Like yeah. your park or whatever would be covered in chickadees yeah or like pigeons or, or pigeons like, yeah. or something like it really kind of takes the sheen yeah, off of they the are Darwin's the, finches. the pigeons mm-hmm. of the galapagos or like starlings or yeah, yeah. So like don't you, you understand there, how famous you are you get there and you're like oh my god it's a finch and then you're like they're literally everywhere they would eat out of my hand if they were allowed if i wasn't about to get if i if doing that wouldn't kick me out of the country yeah um Anyway, so we get there, we're like looking at all the little kiosks, we're like, oh my god, we should buy all this stuff, and then we're like, no, we'll, we'll be back here in 10 days, we'll just buy it then. Um, and we get on the bus, and this guy's like, come on, get on the bus, this, this way, and we're like, oh, the three of us get on the bus, we're kind of spread out, and I'm just trying to look, and be like, is, is this for naturalists? Yep. Because <laughs> Spanish Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like before Matthew McConaughey was like slimy and gross. Yeah. Yes, like perfect, like yeah. good yeah. Matthew McConaughey era, but Spanish, yeah. except not Spanish, Ecuador- but Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian, but also Galapagonian. Yeah. And whew! yeah, yeah. So we had the best time on that boat. Yes, because he knew everything. There was literally a moment where we were standing on a beach, and he was telling me how the stomach of flamingos work. Which is fascinating to me yes. because I'm me. Yeah. And and there and like while he was telling that, like a teeny tiny little bird flew over, he's like, Oh, that's a blah 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 in Spanish and in English and he's like and then speeded off five things about it and then went back to telling me about how flamingo's stomach work and he was like he was just the most dreamy person yeah. ever. I was like just all of the <laughs> feels. Yeah. There was literally music playing and everything faded away. <laughs> Um, yeah. which has only ever happened <laughs> on other time. Um, and yeah. it was just amazing. And he was super personable and we stayed up, um, with him a couple of nights yeah. talking about random things. Like sitting up on the roof. Sitting up boat. on the roof, looking at the constellations. The constellations. And like all of this stuff. And it was amazing. It was yes. so awesome. So awesome. Such a and great trip. we saw literally everything we wanted to see except... Mm-hmm. When we were hoping for a cetacean 
Yeah, but that didn't happen. We saw some blows way in the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. saw jumping rays. We saw jumping yeah. rays, which was amazing. Yeah, there's stingrays there that they jump out of the water and kind of roll themselves up like tacos and then land back in the water. Yeah, like yeah, splash. Those are good sound effects. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, anyway, then th- this isn't the part we're talking about. But then we went to Orlando and went to Harry Potter World and, and Disney World and Disney World, but also Harry and Potter also. World. Cape Canaveral, Cape Canaveral Sarah, and had one at the restaurant. Who went to Top Gun? Trained at Top Gun. Best trip ever. Galapagos, Harry Potter World, Disney World, astronauts, yep. Top Gun, awesomeness. Also free laundry. Yes, free laundry. <laughs> we got we ate lunch with an astronaut and they served Tang, which was just Hilarious. perfect. And oh yeah, Disney. It's so much Disney World. And we mm-hmm. met Ariel. Yeah, and Ariel talked to Charlie about how Charlie and Flounder would be best friends, and they should go and have a friend date, and it was so, I'm so, I'm always so impressed by the character at Disney World. That's like my dream job. Because the Belle we met too was really good. She was so good. She was like, you guys can guest on. He is positively primeval. Yeah. She was like worried for our virtue if we run into guest on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we met some, oh, that was when, um. We saw Chippendale yeah. and Mickey, and we were in a parade by accident, and <laughs> it was a really good trip. And then there was the entire Harry Potter World day where, let's just say, there were tears. All the tears. <laughs> All and the also, tears. So that was the same day we got really, really wet on the Dudley do right ride, and Sarah was, like, wringing her I dress out. I was wearing a sundress, and I literally went into the bathroom, took my dress off, rang it out. <laughs> And then put it back on. Yeah. The Dudley Do Right ride is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> really wet. Yeah. But anyway, all of that was a side note because this was a really long tangent. Yes, but it was the best trip ever. Best trip Plus. ever. Plus. Plus. When we were in the Galapagos, we made, obviously, because you're on a liveaboard for 11 days, so you make friends with all of the crew, not just your super attractive naturalist. Yeah. Well, most importantly, after Kike, our super attractive naturalist, was our bartender friend. Yes. Yes. That you also bartended sometimes. I did bartend you sometimes. can't be at a bar without bartending. No. Like last night. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Special talent of mine. I was a bartender for a long time. Sometimes it just... Just comes back. Positive. And sometimes you're called upon yeah. to be a bartender. You're calling. It's like yeah. a bat signal. Yep. <laughs> um, so there was a captain of the boat, as there is. Yep. yep. And he allowed Charlie to drive the boat. He did! And therefore, Charlie got... His captain C C, like yeah, strike. Yeah, you know, he he got promoted. He, he did got promoted yeah. to captain. He really, really did drive the boat though. He did. This is not a joke. No, he not like weird about it. Actually, the fish yeah was, was on, the, on the wheel. Yeah, it has a name, but I don't. I'm blanking on it right I, now. I know it's in the wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. Um. Helm. Helm, maybe? Sure. He was at the helm. He was, he he was at the helm. Uh, I was the one who was helping him drive because his fins are a little too small. Yeah. Uh, I blame Charlie for the fact that we went a little zigzag. Yep. <laughs> In the Galapagos. Not just because you had been drinking. Nope. Um, and definitely our fellow passengers did not afterwards say what the heck <laughs> who was driving the ship for the last half an hour. And we definitely could not look off the back of the ship and see our wake. wake was real zigzaggy. <laughs> All Charlie's falls. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was his first day as captain. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of responsibility. Yeah. Big learning experience. Yeah. But then he became captain. Yeah. And then now he's a captain. That's he still doesn't have a captain's hat, which is sad because it's really hard to find a captain's hat. It is. He has a few other hats, but no yeah. captain hats. He even has a crown. Yeah. Yeah. Story for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a All right. And yeah. That's how there you become a captain. Uh, who wants to recommend the first? I will. Okay. Good, because I was going to pick you. Excellent. I will recommend first. So, I would like a rec- I would like to recommend to you two a book. Mm-hmm. This is a very quick read. Mm-hmm. It's a adult romancy style, like chiclet or beach lit is the perfect term. For this. It's written by an author uh, who I really, really enjoy. All of the different series that she's written, they're all chiclet style things. Her name is Mary Janice Davidson. Um, and she's probably most famous for a series of vampire novels that she wrote. Um, they're the undead and unwed situation. It's, it's a whole long thing. They're actually my least favorite of all of her books. But she wrote a series called the mermaid series <laughs> and i'm only recommending the first one to you guys um because we don't have a ton of time but it's it's definitely an easy read you can read it in a couple of days and it's called sleeping with the fishes <laughs> sleeping with the fishes by mary janice davidson i really really enjoy this series it's about a mermaid named fred a woman who is, I'm not going to give the whole plot away, but just to give you a little sort of taster, she is a mermaid who can turn into a human on land in your, you know, traditional style mermaid myth. And she is like the exact opposite of what people think of as a mermaid. She's not perky. She's not blonde. She's not buxom. Um, I think of mermaids as blondes. Well, redhead from blue. Splash. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but most importantly, she's kind of surly. Mm. But the best part is, she works at the New England Aquarium, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just—it's fa- like sort of a mystery, but sort of like a triangle romance novel. It's actually been a number of years since I read it. But I have the book at home uh, because it's one of my two favorite series that Mary Janice Davidson wrote. Uh, and I'm going to save the second favorite series in case I ever have to recommend another book if you guys like her because there's another series that's really, really good. But yeah, this one is about Fred the Mermaid who works at the New England Aquarium and is just super sassy and has to solve a mystery with the help of a really hot marine biologist Ooh, and also favorite. a really hot merman. Excellent. Love so, it. enjoy. Did we ever go to the New England Aquarium? Yes. Did we? Was that the day we were in Boston and then we just went to Cheers instead? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> there was we a water shortage when we were no in water. Boston, so and we, we went to really Cheers to drink beer. That was a good one. <laughs> I feel like somebody we know worked at the New England I think it was Dean. Uh, we've been to a lot of aquariums. But I don't think we've been to the... I was confusing it with the Baltimore... With the National Aquarium. Oh, yeah. Which is a zoo, technically, anyway. No. Is it's an aquarium. It's an aquarium? Yeah. I got confused because David Potts. Yeah. No, they have... Um, yeah. Yeah. But, no, we. I think we wanted to go, and Maybe. she was going to get us in. Yeah. But then... But then we didn't have We just time. went to Cheers. Because we also got lost on the train. Yeah. Mm. Boston was confusing. Boston yeah. was confusing. Yeah. But it wasn't really Boston's fault. No. We weren't prepared. No. 
but that was fine because we weren't actually supposed to be in Boston. No, it's true. Long story. Anyway. Anyways. Moving on. Instead, we went to Cheers, where they do really learn your name. It's true. It was real exciting. It was. That's cute. All right, Liz, what are you recommending? Well, we're, obviously, we're best friends because <laughs> I'm recommending a book, which I did recommend to you in a while ago, but I don't know if you've ever read, by Mary Stewart, called This Rough Magic. Oh, no, I never did get yeah, around to which it. Mary Stewart is awesome. She wrote um, the Merlin series, which was a trilogy, and then there was a couple of other ones that she added on afterwards. Um, but she also wrote a lot of other books that were kind of... There's definitely a mystery or a murder mystery aspect to it. Um, and there's definitely a chiclet, even though it's... I don't actually know when she wrote them, but a lot of them are based in the 40s. So... A lot of them are post-war. Um, and... But it's also, like, a little more deep or crunchy than a lot of chiclet. At least that we're gonna eat at this time. And so This Rough Magic takes place in Greece, which Ooh. is a bonus, because well, everybody loves Greece. Yes. Or it's also, is that technically from Crete. Mm. Um, it has a lot of Shakespeare in it from The Tempest. Oh, which, I love The Tempest! Yes, mm. That's why I recommended it to you in the first place. Everybody mm. loves The Tempest, This Rough Magic. It is my favorite yes. Shakespeare. I know. And it has a dolphin. <gasps> dolphins? I love dolphins! <laughs> so it was basically meant... For us. Fantastic. Um, plus the romance. Oh. Is very nice. Excellent. And there's a cat. And yeah. Sweet. I like it. I'm excited. And I read it like two months ago and was like, yeah, well, so let's read it again. It's not going to count on my reading challenge. But it was, I'll be okay. I'm five books ahead of schedule. So. Alright, Sarah Sarah. Alright, I'm also going to recommend a book. Yay, <laughs> summer! <laughs> so I'm going to recommend... Uh, Dragonflight, which is the first mm -hmm. book in the Dragon Riders of Kern series. Oh, good! I've wanted to read that. Yeah, so for those who don't know, the Dragon Riders of Kern were written by Anne McCaffrey, and Dragonflight is the first novel, and it was published in 1969. Fair warning, there's definitely like some dated attitudes towards things like sexual assault. Not in like a graphic way, like there's nothing graphic at all, but you're just like, yeah, that's not okay. Hmm. And, like, none of the characters really think it's okay, actually, but, like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. there's some, like, kind of cringy stuff. Yeah, and I'll say that about Mary Stewart as well. I don't think it's um, as much of an issue in this one as it is in other ones, but there's definitely some 40s feminist issues. Yeah. And nothing, nothing yeah. salacious, nothing scandalous, but just a lot of how men treat women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so Dragonflight is um, the story of a woman named Lessa, who um, is, there's like a whole bunch of um, infighting between different groups on this planet Pern, um, and it's in this period where there are a few dragons around, but they're, the reason for dragons flying is this stuff called Thread that is like, comes from space and is sort of destroys on impact like it's like little spindles of stuff and it destroys any biological material so the dragons can like fly around and eat it basically Whoa. or burn it up um but it's an in-between period in this and so people are like it's been hundreds and hundreds of years and it's a very like fairly primitive society sort of like medieval-ish in terms of technology um so but with dragons but with dragons it's on an alien planet um and they're all you'll get there 
so there's a lot of political stuff about like why do we tithe to the dragons like they're not doing anything they're just useless blah 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 so um, there's lots of different like fights and takeovers of different holds and stuff so precursor to the book so Lessa ends up um, getting to come and impress a, a dragon so basically dragons and humans get paired up kind of like with a telepathic bond oh yeah is it like um watch macaws and golden compass no the um monk daemons daemons yeah yeah no um no okay so the dragons like the dragons are more independent from yeah so dragons like don't technically need a human Mm -hmm. but they like the dragon rider society they pair up dragons and humans so that they can fight Fred. Um, yeah, so Lessa, like, gets to go and impress the dragon, which is, like, you know, like, impress, like, how ducklings impress on yeah. Yeah. somebody. Imprint? Yeah. yeah, they use impress, but, yeah, imprint is kind of the same word. Um, and then there's a male dragon rider named Lar, who's... Hot? Yep. Is he, like, um, grown-up, um, not toothless? Oh, the rider of Jim. Yeah, yes. What was his name? <laughs> I don't remember. But how to train your dragon? How to train your dragon? No, I don't know. You, I'll leave that to your judgment. I might imagine Excellent. him as that. Okay, but that means then toothless. Yeah, and then anyways, um, yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of plot stuff that happens on top. So I would say it's like hiccup. Yes, hiccup. <laughs> it's like more plot. Lindsay has a big crush on hiccup. <laughs> he totally never long bottomed. He's a cartoon character. I don't care. <laughs> if you've never found cartoon characters, fair enough. Flynn Rider. Also, Gambit was my first ever crush ever. Like yeah. really. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I spoke out of turn. Let's talk about Flynn Rider. No, the podcast is long. Podcast. Okay. Yeah. So um, those are like the two main characters, Lessa and Blar, and then a whole bunch of plot stuff happens, and it's kind of science fiction fantasy. A little bit of romance, a little bit of intrigue. Yeah. I'm excited. Yay. Plus, Sarah, mm-hmm. you spoke about the fictional biology of these dragons, I believe, yes. on your other podcast. What is that podcast that called? That podcast is called Nature Finds a Way. And it's awesome. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, episode one was about the dragons. Yeah, yeah. And we'll link to Which that. Which is, yeah. yeah. And I, I skimmed through it to find like relevant dragon facts, but I didn't read the book, so I'm like really excited to read it. Yay! Yay! So we got a lot of reading. Yes. Plus all book clubs. Yeah. As well. Go team. Go team. Woo! Alright. Lindsay, where can people find us on social media? On all of the things at LifeWives for Life. Remember on Twitter, it's a four. The number. The number. I'm holding it up like you guys can see me, but whatever. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's a F-O-R. But yeah, find us. We've got stuff. We did our first Instagram story yesterday Mm. of Sarah and Nicole being adorable. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we have a website, lifewivespodcast.com, and you can subscribe to our podcast by searching on your favorite podcast app for Lifewives for Life. Yep. Yay. And you can give us a review or a rating on yeah. iTunes. Or just tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell a stranger. Yeah. We won't judge. And, you know, if you want to read along with us this summer, if you're looking for some good beach novels, yeah. grab these ones and we'll be talking about them in a little while, we might have to delay. Yeah, just when we're all finished, all when we're finished the books, yeah. we'll talk about them. Yeah, whatever that might be. 
Good. Definitely in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and we'd love to know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.